Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. On today's podcast, I have my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, as well as Cryptonaut Mike, and our guest speakers of the day, Brandon and Marcel from Project 33. Project 33 is a glass art community currency. These guys make fantastic pieces of uh, glass tokens. You know what? I'm going to let them explain that because they explain it a lot better. So listen to the podcast. Make sure you like, you subscribe, and you check us out in Discord. With that said, stack, sats, and hodl. Adios. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Mike and Jake. Let's see, there he is. How's it going, you guys? And today we have uh, Marcel and Brandon from Project 33 that are making some amazing stuff. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to talk to you guys in a bit in regards to your awesome, awesome auction, man. But before we get started, I first and foremost want to thank all the listeners from from the 85 countries from all around the globe for listening to the podcast. I thank you, thank you, thank you. What? Uh, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I wouldn't, I'm, I probably still would most likely be doing this, but just to fathom the fact that we got 85 countries around the globe listening to the podcast is amazing. And, and for companies like Project 33 to be willing to come on the podcast is just a blessing in itself, right? So thank you, thank you, thank you, Marcel and Brandon for being on the podcast. So with that said, Marcel, Brandon, how you guys doing? Hello. Hey, nice. Thanks for waving. Uh, Marcel. Hey. All right. How's it going? Thanks for having us. We're awesome. really happy to be here uh, talking to, you know, this whole new community for us. So the, the first the first question I want to ask is, how long have you guys been into Project 33? Um, so I've been uh, working with Glasswork for uh, since about 1995. 95 so yeah uh i pretty much uh dropped out of high school and picked up a torch and stuck with it uh the whole time and you're a master glass craftsmanship right that's your profession yeah definitely i'm known in the industry for uh so engineering equipment and solutions for uh process so it's kind of a you know, after 20 years in, uh, it seems like there's been a lot of uh, different little tools and tricks and things that have been assimilated and contributed to the environment. We'll actually go around here well, in a little bit after the introduction just to show, you, show the, the viewers. So for the listeners, there's also a, a new YouTube channel out that you can go to, which is the C3 Media YouTube channel. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, and you can see the visuals of what we're talking about. We're currently streaming in Braveland on the Braveland campus. Uh, what is it? Room number seven, correct? Uh, Brandon? Building seven, yeah. Bil- building seven, where all of the Project 33s, um, well, not all of them, but there's there's a handful of uh, images of what they produced, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming over the years, right? Yeah, it's been about... Uh six years of project 33 since we started making the coins so, so is it project 33 or project 33 uh it's uh 
I normally say Project 33 or Project 33. Um, it's uh, it's about kind of, you know, we're we're about using a alternative uh, complementary currency that we make out of glass. Awesome. And so the idea is that we're projecting the alternative and it's kind of based on love and uh, mutual aid. So, you know, that's kind of the culture we come from. So that's why I call it Project 33, to project that culture into the mainstream, so to speak. Nice. Brandon, how about you? In your your introduction, how have you got started into uh, glass craftsmanship? So in 2019, I was talking with a buddy of mine um, who's also a glass blower. I'm not a glass blower. And I was telling him about Ravencoin, and he immediately thought of Marcel and his project, thought about the coins as a as kind of a way to track the art unit. So um, I met Marcel in 2019, and um, we made the Ravencoin glass coins and tokenized them. So... Nice. That was kind of the beginning, and Brandon's been helping us out with all of our media and stuff since then. Nice. Uh, actually, let's take a quick little walk around just for the viewers, just to be able to see what you've been able to produce, and you guys can explain what the idea behind these glass pieces are real quick before we continue talking about the company itself. So, Marcel, if you don't mind guiding us to what you want to talk about, what little uh, piece you want to talk talk about. Uh, sure. Button. Here we go. Brandon, do you want to put a little short video up on one of the screens while I show them this other thing? Yeah. So this right here. Hold up. Um, we've already realized that we can't get the audio and video out of the the entire audience unless you oh, have so control the, over it unless you guys take troll take if uh, i personally watched it as the video recorder then or if john did then he might be able to get it but i don't know if, if brandon can play it for everyone in the room okay but you guys can see the walls though right what's on the yes. walls yeah yep so brandon can change the pictures on the walls on the okay. screens cool. behind us so go ahead uh, so we'll see what happened so brandon i i assume you heard all that yep uh so this is like right here is a picture of us fabricating uh a coin bar it's the very last step that we do as a hot process so is stretch bar. it out uh so the the glass work that we do are uh called marini coins so that chunk of glass i'm melting there is a solid bar from the top to the bottom and each slice of that bar has essentially the same image in it. How much does that bar weigh? They're usually around 15 pounds. And that's very, very hot, right? Oh. To the touch. Wow. Yeah. That was an okay. there. I, turn, I turned that <laughs> off. Sorry about that. Yeah, at least I'm glad to know that we can all hear it though. That's good to see. If it if it's YouTube, it works. Sometimes other sites don't play for okay, some reason. Okay, Marcel, let's go to uh, check out something else. 
All right. Yeah. If you come in here, um, here's like, this is the image that we used for the NFT uh, the first week of the auction. Yes, it says, that was we consent amazing, only man. to love. And then in the infinity loop, it says, we dissolve all subliminally implanted contracts. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. We really go for positive affirmations and stuff. And this one, you know, sometimes they're a little more on point than other times. And I, I personally really like yeah, that one. Exactly. I mean, all the pieces that you created on your website, which I want to plug in right now, a starship in every garage.com. Um, now, actually, where did you guys get that title from? A starship in every garage. Um, it's kind of a starship in every garage is sort of the mission statement for the project. It's uh, the idea is that uh, the garage is the body and the starship is the uh, spirit or your like fully developed self, I guess, is really how I how I envision it. So, you know, the idea behind a starship in every garage is like facilitating the dreams of all of the people. Beautiful. Man. You know, which That's I think so thoughtful, man. That's, it's, it, this is so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole project is basically a back against, uh, you know, just sort of starting to see how everything works and kind of being like, you know, I'm with everyone who thinks there's a better way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Let's go to one more piece and, of art. Uh, Let's go to one more piece of artwork, and then we'll go ahead and sit down and continue uh, the interview. Okay. Um, let's see. Here's another static one over here. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want you to I want you to describe this because keep in mind that there's a lot of people around the country just listening to this and not actually have they don't have the opportunity to 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 see it. So I, describe what this is. Marcel? Uh-oh. Did he, did he mute himself? No, he's still open. I can still see that his thing is unmuted, but he might be stuck. I might have, you know. Yeah, I don't hear him. Let's well, he's see. got his laser pointer Re out. Initialized <laughs> voice. Yeah, I think your voice Marcel, is not working. You can hear us hit the settings. He probably just needs to reinitialize. Uh oh, there we go. There you go. How about that? Yep. There you go. There we go. All right. Was I in that? Uh, you're probably, no, you were not. You probably uh, you were not. We just it just stopped for a moment for a bit. I, yeah, I went through in a corner just a second ago. But yeah, do you guys want to sit down at the table? Actually, I, I didn't hear the explanation of what this piece is. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, that you. piece is uh, <clears throat> that piece is a cut and polished slice of one of the bars that we were looking at first. Okay. Oh, so it's like a it's like a um, a cross section. Yes, that's what all of our coins are: is a cross section slice 
of a bar. So I like to explain that it's kind of like a physical version of blockchain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can totally nice. see that. That's a really neat. And there's some text yeah, on insightful. here. There's some text on here. It says 11 colon 11 activation. Not sure what that means. And at the bottom, it says serve your highest purpose. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, 11 is a uh, numerologically powerful activation number. So we actually made that on November 11th. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, so that was kind of, we were just happened to be wanting to make a coin on that day. So we uh, wrote that statement and created that. Beautiful. I love it, man. This is this is so nice. All right. Let's out go. of curiosity, Marcel, to just to inquire a little bit more. Sorry, John. I want to no, go try to go into the description for the people who are not seeing this picture. Although we could probably post it tied in, um, particularly to the Discord channel later on for those people who are coming in. Um, when you're saying cross section, Marcel, is it uh, you've drawn out these other images, the things like the the red and the yellow and the green that are in these um, deer. Um, and then the black, that's all drawn through the, the uh, glass beam or the glass bar that you, that you created and then cross-sectioned. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. The technique is called Mirini. Uh, okay. And uh, so some of them are actually already created at Mirini before the final pull. So that would be all of the letters and the intricate pattern parts inside of the image so you created all those those individual lines within the the glass stream or string or whatever you guys term it um plus those different shapes different like individual i wish i had to point my pointer out here but the little uh, thinner shapes that are in the middle very center of the beam um and as opposed to the sections that are on the outside the three sections that are the, the colored sections and the black sections which are distinct i'm just curious the writing i don't think you could have drawn out the writings you basically had to etch around the outside with 1111 activation and serve your highest higher purpose right no that that's all actually incorporated into the block so when we uh each letter is individually created uh let me see if there's a let me see if my pointer works over here I was like, wow, that'd be really amazing to be able to just draw that out in, in the actual beam of, of glass. <laughs> I don't think that, oh, But if you did it, that's awesome. awesome. amazing. Um, Pointers only work on the screen. I can throw up something. Do you want to show some letters? Uh, yeah, throw up a, a coin. I guess we're doing this on the radio, technically, so I ought to just yeah. use my words. Well, we are technically recording this in, in OBS, so we can do a video at the same time. But but because Blockchain John's original podcast started on audio, we have to describe some of it. All right. So we are now looking at one of our coins. And if you can imagine, there's the lettering around the rim like this. And then inside is pattern work. And each of these lines has to be created from an actual... Uh, a lot of it comes from a puddle of glass. So we have like a, a ceramic pot inside of an oven and we reach in with a metal, like a five foot long metal stick and dip like some honey consistency glass out onto it. 
It's a little sticker, stiffer than honey because we use a, a high working temperature glass. So uh, each of these letters starts off as a loaf of bread size kind of chunk. And that's a large enough size that I can like make a make sort of a triangle piece uh, and then laminate a piece of black onto the bottom of it and then laminate some more uh white that glass is actually called slime and then then put some on both sides and join the top and put the bars on the bottom of the a each of those moves happens as a as a teamwork of like three or four people sometimes five people so you got a person opening the door of the furnace and a person uh bringing the picking up the piece of black or the piece of slime that isn't the piece that uh, that we're building on. So there's usually two, two kind of, uh, people using the furnace at the same time to create these letters. So, so essentially I have a library of this letter cane at the starship. Wow. That is really amazing. Honestly, I, I've, and I've seen some amazing work within, within glass at like, uh, maker fairs, but, uh, I've never seen anybody write an entire word in, in like a, a long tube format that's just absolutely amazing to me I, at this point i don't even know if words will describe it properly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you know and then um now you're going around it but i don't see what you're uh i see the 33 i'm just there. fidgeting these okay. are the this is the letter ring it gets rolled up in like a so we start with what we call the pastorelli tray and it's like a fork and a ceramic plate and uh and on that plate we put a bunch of already made marini so it's like a dinner plate size oh. piece of this blue image about an inch and a half thick uh-huh. on this plate and uh so the the guy who runs the pastorelli and and by inch and a half thick piece of the image, what I mean is each one of these triangles is one piece. So I made a giant bar of this triangle, actually several bars of the triangle. And then we cut them up into inch and a half long sections and stack them Oops. next to each other. Lost it. Did anyone else lose it? Yeah, I lost it too. I'm not I'm sure why. It up. It's coming up on. There we go. All right. Poof. Uh... Brandon, can you do a Pastorelli shot on one of the other screens? Yeah, let me see if I can find one. I'll throw one up over there. Okay. So, essentially, we put these triangles on, and then they're notched around the round piece of cane for the center detail. And that's how you build complexity in a Marini, is you take uh, pieces that you've already made, and you reincorporate them and then they become finer lines in the new generation wow so uh so yeah this blue part gets picked up off the pastorelli tray and then then we do these sort of yeah, roll I'm, not, ups. I'm not seeing what you're seeing on here i apologize i see nothing but a black and white project 33 there's no color oh, oh wow. you're not seeing the uh a starship in every garage no uh no. coin oh i'm i'm definitely seeing it i'm definitely getting on I the video too. which i'm recording so Try hitting the refresh button, John. I did, I did. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. 
That's why for the longest, uh, shoot. Ah, man. Okay, yeah, uh, there we go. Knows it far better, but man, this is amazing to see those letters. They're actually not just one frame. When they're cutting the, the, the coin up, the, yeah. the entire length of the beam has the words throughout it. I, I, I don't know. It's giving me a minor brain aneurysm to think about how he managed to pull this off. It's just stunning <laughs> to me. It basically happens in two stages. You have the, the tray at the beginning where the main part of the image, what we call the core, is. And I use, uh, uh, we call them Lino fingers after a pioneering glassblower. Um and we, it squeezes it together until it's a solid block instead of a bunch of pieces with no air in it. And then after we get to the, it goes from an inch and a half thick and like 10 inches in diameter to uh, like two or even three inches thick and like eight inches in diameter. And then I pick it up onto what we call a punty, which is a metal rod that we can take it to the furnace more easily with. And then I reshape it. It's the right diameter and size to start rolling up the round layers. So you can see after the blue triangles, there starts to be concentric layers of dots, then the black, and then the letters. And all that happens from either a tray in the glory hole or a tray on the marver with torches where we heat the material up and then roll the roll like a giant cheese wheel on the end of the pipe across it and pick up a rind if you can imagine that nice and you have videos on your website of making uh glassworks right absolutely in our instagram as well oh cool what's your instagram uh, at a Starship in Every Garage and at Marcel Glass. Cool. All right, let's go yeah. have a seat at the table so we can continue on with the conversation. Thank you Absolutely. for showing that to us. That was great. This You're is, welcome. This is my favorite, by the way. And I believe on the first on the first auction, this is the one that sold for the most, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot to talk about, man. Let's go have a seat. All right, let's do it. Okay, so continuing on, Marcel, it sounds like traditionally I ask all my guests, what did they do before they started doing what they're currently doing on this project? And it sounds like, Marcel, you've pretty much done this your whole life, like literally, right? Glass working my whole life, yeah, absolutely. Wow. And then the the currency thing came into it in a strong way, you know, about six years ago. All right, we'll get to that right now in a bit. Uh, Brandon, what did you do before you got into glass work? Um, I was doing e-commerce, um, selling on eBay and Amazon, and marketing. Okay, so that's going to be my follow-up question. Do you guys do the exact same job? Do you guys work together per se, or do you guys have different different job functions? Uh, we have different job functions. Um, I do the glass work. I'm kind of the captain of the starship, and uh, Brandon is the uh, media manager and uh, tech advisor and implementer and, uh, you know. Beautiful, beautiful. Ninja. 
All right, so now that we're actually caught up to date, uh, the question that for, for the listeners and for the viewers, do you happen to have any career opportunities in, in Project 33 for, few, for people that are interested in Project 33? Career opportunities, wow, that's a big, uh, a big thing. Um, we're not, we are, we work on kind of a volunteer basis in a lot of ways, like people that are interested in glasswork come to us uh, in order to get experience uh-huh. Uh, with the tools and the techniques that we use, um, we have uh, we're we're more of like a collaboration platform. Okay, how I would kind of put it. So, so if somebody wants to tinker with glasswork, they can try to reach out to you. Say, hey, I got this idea, but I don't know how to do it. Can you teach me how to do it? Can they go up to you? And says, hey, I'm willing to pay for the supplies. Can you just teach me how to do it? Uh, no, nah, we're more of the like apprenticeship model. So if you're coming in like that, it'd be more like I come out and sweep the floor and see what you guys are doing okay. uh, during a project or something. Okay. Uh, floor sweeper. Then, you know, I can do that. I can do that. I can be a floor sweeper. Sure. Or, you know, uh, if you were a media person and you're coming to write an article, that would also be totally useful. Yeah. You know, so... Well, if you're asking how you personally can get to the starship, you know, the answer is basically the same is reach out and see how you can uh, be mutually beneficial. You know, what can we do to help you and what can you do to help us? And yeah. Do it. So there was a, there's this interesting thing that happened in the last two Braveland NFT auctions. And that's Project 33 has uh, on both of them have been the top-selling NFT in both uh, uh, auctions. The first one, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but was rounding off to about 15,000 Ravencoin. Yep. The second one that just happened about uh, two days ago, their top-selling one was about 35,000 Ravencoin. I'm just thinking of off the top of my head. Was that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we were... Uh... We were very happy with that. And, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is that you only asked for a thousand Ravencoin uh, minimum, and to get thirty-five thousand, that so that just shows you that your quality of work is no joke. Like people respect what you do in Ravencoin. That's beyond like wow. You didn't just get a two X man. You you went to the moon on this. Your starship went to the moon without a doubt, man. That's awesome. Now, for the listeners and for the viewers, how did you get into Ravencoin or blockchain? Let's start off with blockchain. Before we even get into Ravencoin, let's get into just blockchain technology. Did you first hear about Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum before you got into Ravencoin? Or was it just straight Ravencoin before you you even tinkered with anything else? How did you get into it? I mean, it seems like the definition in this community is actually purchasing versus knowing about so unfortunately i knew about this stuff for a very long time probably should be wealthy from it but you know so when think did you, I when did you first hear it, about it first hear about bitcoin you crypt, oh, yeah, crypto, yeah i the first whisper i heard about it let's see somebody 
Somebody tried to buy a piece of work from me when bitcoins were about a dollar. No, oh, and man. I couldn't. I couldn't be troubled to figure the wallet out. Okay, so, that's crazy. So that would have been a hundred bitcoins. Dude, uh, that's maybe hundred and twenty-five. Oh man. <laughs> uh, when did you finally get into it? Um. Basically, with Ravencoin uh, at the Ravencoin test. Okay, so you never, uh, you, you know, never actually was... jump, you never mess with Bitcoin then. No, I mean to me, it's like the the commodities market is cool, and I see how that's like really interesting to a lot of people. But I'm way more interested in like the actual utility of these new technologies. So that's what drew me to Ravencoin is the accessibility to build on it. And that's where we're invested is like once once there was an opportunity uh, that I was aware of to build my own sort of situation and bring my own thoughts to the table using blockchain, that's when I started using blockchain. All right, nice. Let me sit a little closer to you because I feel like I'm not picking up your audio enough. Now for the listener, for the viewers out there watching this live on YouTube, you can literally send me a message right now. If you have a question uh, to Project 33, to Marcel and Brandon, go ahead and leave a message, and I'll ask them that question for you, okay, on your behalf. So continuing on, uh, Brandon, how about you? When did you get into crypto? What year, per se? I got in in 2017, you know, the 20K. And it's been every day since. Um, I've been so interested. I just... Ever since I found out about it, I started learning, reading white papers, um, bought into a bunch of ICOs, which I should not have. <laughs> so I learned a valuable lesson. But then they're done that, brother. Yeah, yeah. So what's anyways, the... it's been ever since. What's the first couple you got into? Bitcoin, Litecoin. Now, do you still hold them um, or did you sell them off? Did you have jelly hands? I still hold yeah, I still have some of that Bitcoin I bought. Um, most of it I turned into altcoins. So at one point I had like 50, 60 different altcoins. I was just going wild. Um, now it's mostly <laughs> Bitcoin, Ravencoin, and a few others. All right. So, Marcel, Brandon, I want to know whose idea was it to integrate blockchain technology with Glasswork and actually make it a, an actual legitimate product? I'd say it was a collaboration. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's definitely a collaboration. So you guys, are Marcel and Evan, I, you guys already had this idea. Hey, blockchain is the future. Why don't we just integrate what we're currently doing with our skills into blockchain and create these unique assets and attach our physical work with our assets? Because that's that's technically what you're doing. For the listeners out there, Marcel, can you describe exactly what you guys are producing with blockchain and your glass your glass coins? So, yeah, I mean, uh, the the glasswork we create actually pretty much a physical analog of a blockchain. So we go through a process to, quote unquote, mine a block where we build a block of glass and it looks just like a giant block of glass. And throughout it has a complete record of everything we did to that block of glass, like 
every mistake we made will have a tale to tell and every success we achieve in building our process will show in the workmanship and and then when that block is pulled there's no there's no way to duplicate it or change it or do anything but slice it into slices and see what you have and so <clears throat> we're uh in my view on blocking you know like I'm to give you a little bit more background about me. Some of my other hobbies are regenerative agriculture and, uh, you know, just kind of advocating for like planetary rights and stuff like that. Like, not necessarily like a crazy vegan stance as much as, you know, a holistic, like, we need to get these systems functioning you know, smoothly, like a regenerative agricultural stance. And uh, so around the around the Starship, we locally sourced food from small farms and stuff like that. And that's what we like to support. So the the tech and the, the opportunity that blockchain poses for people to exert control on the world around them, like regular people, is it's amazing. I mean, it's like all of a sudden, you know, the whole world is going to change systems and, you know, the common person has an opportunity to like put a word in, uh, right now. So, you know, we're, we're advocating for, you know, the system we are creating in glass is about, uh, bringing community together for mutual aid, for mutual benefit, uh, around the physical making of a trade token, so, you know, when, when people accept that trade unit, like a, like a currency has value, that, that value is multiplied at that time. So, you know, our view, like many people who circulate complementary currencies, is that any way to capture that value in your very local group is positive for the community, you know, because the alternative is shipping it out to you know overseas or large companies that aren't like actually spending it back in your in your group beautiful so to Ed. beautiful so my, my next question i want to ask you is that you're you're currently using the ravencoin proof of proof of work blockchain now i say proof of work because i think you could have easily gotten gotten away with using a proof of stake um, algorithm to do what you're currently doing. Now, why did you decide to use Ravencoin versus something like uh, Ethereum or something like uh, shoot? Well, I'm sure, what's what's some something else? Can I get some help? Somebody else? What what are some other cryptos out there that's proof of stake? I'm going blank right now. Uh, wax. Wa well, yeah, actually, you could have done Wax as well, absolutely. But it's still on, it's still on the uh, Ethereum. Uh, blockchain. Let's check here. Uh, even a stablecoin. Wax is its own. Coin? What's that? I said wax is its own chain based off EOX, EOS. 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 Correct. Yeah, yeah. Or Stellar. You know. Why did you decide? Actually, Stellar's. I mean, I think that just to, to help answer your question in the way that's going to make the most sense, it's like a lot of it was opportunity. So, you know, these guys came to me and they said, Hey, did you know that Ravencoin can do this? And the, 
the fair launch, no insider kind of situation that seems to be around Ravencoin is really attractive uh, to us because it seems like a, you know, a community-based system. But the, you know, you really cut right to the heart of it with the proof of work versus proof of stake because of the kind of, you know, I guess that's, you know, the easy answer is that, uh, you know, Ravencoin's been working yeah. for us to uh, create the documentation. So we use it as a, uh, we use it to add value to our physical blockchain. We actually consider it to be the primary. So that's an interesting kind of like difference in perspective that, uh, that I have compared to a lot of people in this space where, you know, to me, blockchain is just a, a new way of creating contracts and guidelines and uh, public organization and culture uh, that is waiting to govern. It still has to govern real world interactions between real people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the, the parts of using it to, it's not, the NFT isn't really much of a thing until it causes you to feel some kind of a way or, uh, or it can give you ownership of an object. Like some of our NFTs are actually titles and repositories for information, giving context about actual physical objects that, that we sell with the NFT attached to it. Interesting. Uh, in regards to the blockchain, and I think I know the answer, but I want you to tell me, if, if you're able to, how did you guys, on a step-to-step basis, how did you guys uh, successfully integrate your physical piece into blockchain? Brandon, you want to go ahead and explain that? Right. So pretty much the process goes like this. Um, we start out by photographing each uh, physical piece and weighing it because um, some coins will have different weights. Some coins will be slightly larger than other coins. <clears throat> every single piece and whatnot. Unique, correct? Slightly, yes. yeah. Every piece is, yeah. Go ahead, Marcel. I'm sorry. I should just. Well, yeah. Every yeah. piece is basically the same image, but there's slight differences, you know, throughout the glass bar. So, you know, there might be very small differences, but differences through every coin um so basically we start with the picture and a weight, and we give the, uh, each coin a serial number um then we package the coins but put the serial number printed out onto the coin packaging and once we have the pictures of the coins and the weights um i got we basically use photoshop to create a stack card of each coin with its weight and serial number and photo so <clears throat> We, we ended up with 265 um, coins. So then we had 265 pictures. We created 265 NFTs based off those pictures. And that's that's how we did it. Pretty straightforward. It's Ravencoin makes it very easy. It's straightforward, but somebody that doesn't know how blockchain technology works, are you able to explain the step-to-step basis on that? Like, where did you put the, the photo at? Did you upload it to a website? How did you get into blockchain? 
you know, as a static image on blockchain? So to do that, we use IBFS. And um, I just downloaded the IBFS desktop app and then uploaded each image to that. Um, and then once you upload an image to IPFS, it gives you a hash, which is just the identifier for the image. And you just copy that into the Ravencoin wallet where you create your assets. And then it just instantly links the IPFS data with the Ravencoin NFT. So the NFT, you just carry that data with it wherever it goes forever. And that's what I've been telling all the listeners for the longest time why I personally like to utilize Ravencoin because it's so easy. Like I wanted, I was hoping that you would go through these ridiculous amount of steps, but no, it's that's how easy it is. You literally, all you do is upload your image to IPFS, you attach the hash to, to your uh, to NFT uh, asset and publish it. That's it. Very simple. People, so I, uh, people. So, John, my impression, just to interject back to your earlier question uh, about why a uh, proof of work. Now, it's my understanding that a proof of work blockchain is faster and more reactive for stuff like this because people are mining it and therefore more active on the network. So, instead of everyone that's going on the network just checking for their proof of stake, they're there's an active mining community, which, and I could be totally off base, but I believe that uh, the idea is that that helps our pictures load quickly and gives people access to the information we put up more readily. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right. Am I wrong about that, Brandon? I think the my, the network of miners helps the system as a whole, but it's the nodes and the IPFS nodes and and everyone who uses it. it's the miners, it's the community, it's the people who run full nodes. You know, I think it all helps the network to be more robust and secure. I would I would interject on that and not <laughs> as a <clears throat> my primary business is in mining and so as a proof of work um versus proof of stake person there are advantages to both the biggest question really comes down to do you have a big enough network um if you have a lot of people involved in either proof of stake or proof of work then you're going to be solid uh proof of work has been argued for a long time because it, it mandates a physical investment and at that point you're not worried about just people having like gobs and gobs of money in which they could buy into the proof of stake network with it with proof of proof of work You've got a huge, huge, heavy physical investment, and that's not easy to move. So it means that you're likely not to just walk away and, and, and invalidate uh, transactions right away. But um, uh, proof of stake can work. And of course, Ethereum's going to try to test that here uh, next year uh, to see if they can actually prove it out. But there are other coins currently like i've been using algorand for a while and their network is so amazingly fast and smooth and they're all proof of stake so it can work um we'll see how it works on ethereum when it comes right down to it um i'm not against the either idea as long as you have enough nodes involved it can be functional either direction i'm not going to go into my my disappointment in ethereum moving away from proof of work um because i am and it is but uh it it's a question of, as Marcel and, and Brandon, you both said, it's about community. The community is strong at heart. 
uh, it, then your coin will be strong and everything going forward will be strong because it will be concerned about the, the well-being of your fellow man and not a concern about just money. I want to piggyback off of Jake in regards to the, the, the community. The Ravencoin community is absolutely strong, without a doubt. Every single guest that I had on the podcast um, in the past year that's part that's been part of the Ravencoin community has been amazing. And they all say the same exact thing. They would not be part of the Ravencoin uh, blockchain if it wasn't for the community. In fact, I can attest to that because that's actually what got me into Ravencoin. The community kept talking about uh, Ravencoin, so I said, "You know what? Let me let me look into this. Let me see what's going on." And and after after reading the white paper, to me, I wasn't really convinced because it was something very similar to to Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, I've already read something like this. It's there's nothing there's nothing that surprises me about it. So what what's what is there? So I looked uh, a little further into it. I downloaded the QT wallet. I tested it out. Uh, but what got me hooked was the community. It's people like you, Marcel, and Brandon that are willing to come out. And just hang out, man. That's just one of those things. Like, there's so many of the blockchain community communities out there that are not willing to give you a time of day. If you're not, if you're not there to make their 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 pockets full of cash, then they don't want nothing to do with you. But you guys are out here, like, basically doing this stuff for free. You know, you guys are improving your skills, obviously. But you know, ask, asking for a minimum of a thousand Ravencoin—that's not really much to 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 ask for a team of, uh, I believe you guys have five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or more. I mean, it just, it takes five people to make the coins. You know, we essentially add NFTs to the physical product. We've already been making at the same price point. We've been selling them at as a, just a way of adding, adding documentation and providing utility. So as we build out our system of, you know, like, what I would like to envision from the art unit in this physical blockchain is it was a basically a reaction to the energy cost of proof of work blockchain in that you're doing all of this work, spending all this energy, whereas if we do it physically, then people have to physically gather and help each other to accomplish this financial goal in like real life not just behind the screen of a computer and that that's the part that really appeals to me yeah. a lot about this project yeah do you do you see yourself doing a uh, glass work for for many years to come or or you you're gonna get ready to pass the torch on uh all of the above so you know Uh, my my objective with this, I believe this project and this physical blocking is actually a viable viable solution to some of the situations that people are confronted with. And I want I want people to be able to come together in the physical world and create the kind of gas that people are doing just purely digitally in their like crazy, you know, I mean, when you're just one or two people behind some screens taking over the world, it's just way too easy to get this mad scientist mentality. And next thing you know, it's meg it's megalomania, megalomaniacal thought patterns start to crop up. So like getting people face to face together to like work on a project where everyone can like, 
share their gifts on like a, a more equal footing is, you know, has a lot of value. So if the thing that we're going to use to measure every experience in our life is created in the same way that adds value to our lives, then that's a much bigger win than just letting some magician be behind a, uh, behind a curtain create it. Even if it's, you know, one that you have some control or influence over. I mean, it's just so much better to be in person. Yeah. Nice. Let me ask uh, Brandon a question because it looks like he's falling asleep over there. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> how, do you, how does your avatar fall asleep? <laughs> but yeah, he's, the space bar strikes again. <laughs> Wait, did it show my head down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking right at you. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. You fall asleep. Oh, your eyes open. <laughs> All right, Brandon. So the question I want to ask you is. If if the Ravencoin fees become so uh, expensive, do you think Project 33 will continue to use Ravencoin uh, blockchain as their main blockchain, or will they integrate other blockchains to alleviate the the workload uh, of, of your guys' company to create those transactions, or just move to a completely new blockchain entirely? I think uh, I think we'll stay on Ravencoin. Um, you know, it obviously depends on how crazy the prices get. Um, I mean, so right now on Ethereum, I can attest to this. Last week, it was going to cost me uh, two hundred dollars for an Ethereum transaction to move forty dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that if you're going to sell me a piece of glass worth forty bucks per se. And it's going to cost me two hundred dollars to make that. I, I can promise you, uh, uh, Brandon, that I'm not I'm not going to buy the glasswork at all. I, I, you know, that's crazy to pay a fee two, two times, three, four, five, six times more, whatever it is, than the actual price of what you're what you're charging me. That's ridiculous. So that's why I want to I want to ask you seriously, like, as a company, as as a project, do you guys truly see yourself? continue to stay regardless of how how high the fees are but but realistically if you guys are not able to sell coins is it going to be profitable and if it's not profitable are you guys just doing this just for passion or are you doing it to actually flip a profit and this is it's a serious question that i want to ask actually every company out there uh this same question yeah um we, you know we've talked about the other blockchains and you know, we're interested in other blockchains um, to some extent, but let me, Raven, let me just unpack this a little yeah. bit here. Go for it. Um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, Brandon, but, uh, you know, I think that the blockchain that we use is kind of like the, it's based on utility. So if something else comes along that's more useful, it's possible that we would switch to it but you know it would have to actually be more useful because we're really like i was saying we're we're adding value uh to the work that we do and we're not actually staked to raven in terms of our value so when we call an art unit glass coin we actually have it uh a staked to dollar like a complementary currency so 
one art unit costs ten dollars um and that's that's actually where we're pegged. so we're in that way we're more like a stable coin okay but but what the the envisionment the vision of what we're working with is to create so much demand for this stable coin that there's room and need for more and more people to create it and then that's to me that's the key to uh freedom for more people is you know so if you have like a for example a, a regenerative farm that's building community and has like a, a group of people that come and have potlucks and and they're just like spreading the knowledge and sharing the wealth like the places we want to show up with our glass blowing 18 wheeler and uh, let these guys like get up on stage with us and, and create a giant pile of art units. And then we just drive off, leave them with a the pile of art units and they can sort it out and create an even stronger, more resilient community around that farm because we can cut down on the entanglement of, you know, the financial burden of that. So <clears throat> helping that situation to happen uh, through, you know, developing not just own process, but getting that demand to the point where, you know, other people want to do the same work and we can build a framework using, using blockchain, using like an app or something to uh, make it possible for a community of people to do the same work instead of just, one small group of artists. All right. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, actually, no, actually, I think Marcel would be good for this. Uh, in regards to the Brave Land NFT auctions that you guys successfully been uh, able to be the highest uh, bidders, or not the bidders, the highest um, sellers uh, of these NFTs on on. on Two weeks back to back. We've only we've only been doing this for two weeks, and you guys have so far been the top selling NFTs to date. Why do you think that is? I'm kind of curious. What's your insight on this? Are you guys like? Uh, do you guys have? I don't know. I, I'm curious. I think we have the home team advantage a little bit as we've been on Ravencoin creating NFTs for a while. So you, and you've established yourself in the NFT community enough to give yourself that advantage. Is I mean, I think it's the Ravencoin community specifically that we're, that we're talking about. Uh, you know, the first time we walked into Braveland, there was pictures of our art all over the screens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think we're, we're well loved by the community here because of, uh, the Ravencoin piece and, uh, the other work that we do. Uh, predictions. If you had to make a prediction for next Friday, and keep in mind to all the listeners, everybody that's listening, all the viewers that are watching the NFT, the Ravencoin NFT auction is now going to be an every Friday thing here in Braveland. So if you don't have Braveland and you're interested in getting into the NFT, uh, I guess, the, the this boom that's going on in NFT and you want to buy it uh, for directly with Ravencoin, which you can mine by the way. If you have a laptop, you can mine it. You don't necessarily have to buy it. It's very it's very affordable. Uh, what is it it's sitting at? I think eighteen cents right now, eighteen cents for Ravencoin. But 
19, I think. 19. Wow. Uh, who do you think is going to be the top selling uh, NFT next week? Is it other than you guys? You can't choose you guys. If you had to make a, 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 a prediction of who was there last week, who do you think will take it this, uh, this coming Friday? I think Joy Joe has a great chance. Really? Joy Joe, she did the uh, she did those paintings, right? Those cheetah paintings. Yeah, there were two paintings, right, in the last auction. Joy Joe, I think she has a good chance of maybe taking the top selling NFT next week. What do you think, Mike? You've been to yeah, you've been to both of them. I I've got a lot of faith in the uh, NFTs that also come with a physical object. I think that's where it's gonna pop. Ah, nice. That's a that's a that's a good thought in itself. You know what? So if I sell my NFT, which uh, I plan on doing here pretty soon, and I, it was actually inspired by you guys. So by the way, Marcel Brandon, thank you guys for 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 doing this and making your NFTs because it's inspired a lot of people, man. I by the way, I'm raising my hand right now because you got. Can I? How do I raise my hand? Let's see, like this. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to raise my hand on here. Thank you. Maybe. Okay. Anyways, I, I plan on making my NFT, and I believe you guys, uh, Mike, you have an NFT already going. Uh, several of them. Jake, I'm not sure. Do you have anything, Jake? Uh, he's he fell asleep. Sorry, I accidentally muted myself. Can you hear me still? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't actually own any NFTs. Uh, I've been very conservative with my uh, reasons because I hadn't figured out what I wouldn't put on put on it yet. I'm like, uh, what do I sell? I don't even know. But you are mining Ravencoin, right? No, oh, yeah, no. I I I have Ravencoin and, and Ethereum. But to be clear, if I hadn't already made it obvious to Marcel and Brandon, um, I own a crypto farm and I uh, I host uh users on the farm so people can either buy rigs or they can bring in their own rig my biggest advantage is that i don't pay for power so a lot of people are just like oh flat rate awesome beautiful beautiful all right wow now to get wrapping up marcel brandon is there any other questions that you guys would like to ask that i haven't asked myself that you guys would like to ask yourself and answer yourself because, of course, I'm sure there's an infinite amount of questions, but something that you want to bring up really quick before we get wrapping up. Uh, great I great question. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think the what an opportunity. Point, I'm drawing a blank here a little bit. Um, Starshipinevergarage.com is you guys' website. Uh, I'm sure they can go there. Now, are you guys selling them? Can somebody just go to your website and buy it, or is it only strictly for the NFT auction? Um, no, you can go and buy them. Uh, not all of our coins come with the NFT added. Uh, honestly, we, uh, I would say we have like a 20% claim rate, 30% claim rate with our regular customers on the NFT. Cause we, with the way you get it is you get a claim code, okay. physical coin, and then they have to claim it. So as we get, you know, more, options through Ravencoin will be able to do a paper wallet uh, system will so, be good for us. 
so for for the listeners out there, for the viewers out there, part of the C3 Media uh, podcast and YouTube and all the media platforms that we have, how can we get our own C3 Media uh, coin? Um, well, actually, we definitely offer that service. Um, in kind of that's where it becomes a collaboration of uh, your company and our company to you know, bring that trade medium out. So uh, we basically have a setup fee, uh, which is, uh, it's about 10 grand to create the coin. And then uh, we work with you to create an image and a statement that uh, works with the interests of your company and the uh, interests of the project. And uh, when we agree on all that, uh, we we create the coin and we uh, we guarantee creating two hundred coins, two hundred uh, per bar. Yeah, okay. which is a pretty conservative. Sometimes there's more, but the the ten thousand dollar setup fee is based around uh, creating two hundred coins. Okay. For which means uh, that would be two hundred for for you guys. That are the hundred dollar coins. So you essentially end up with twenty thousand in product, and then you're you are you become a partner in the system to try and the way I view it is it's not really it doesn't really become what we're trying to make it until somebody says I see that coin and I will give you a hundred dollars for it. And at that moment in time, the intrinsic value of the artwork has been accepted by the market like every other piece of artwork in the history of humankind uh-huh. or you know like because that's that's really like part of the artistic journey is when somebody like appreciates your work enough to give you not just something not just appreciation of your work but the means to create more of it in the world yeah Absolutely, man. You, know, you guys are making amazing pieces, man. Without a doubt, every single piece on your website. And by the way, I'm gonna plug it in one more time. Uh, a starship in every Check it out. The, just for for the listeners out there, just check it out because there's these images are so amazing. They're so unique. It's so unbelievable how these things are even created to begin with. And I I believe you actually have a YouTube video as well showing exactly how you guys make these things. And it's it's a it's a pretty hard process uh, i i think it's a hard process so it's it's amazing that you guys are able to do this with a team that you guys have a dedicated team that you guys have marcel brandon uh thank you for being on the podcast where can the listeners reach you at if they have any more questions uh they can come find us here in braveland they can contact us on our website uh they can contact us uh, at art units on twitter uh you can contact us on instagram my personal instagram is at marcel glass uh i think that's most everything brandon anything i missed no 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 i just Uh, i was gonna say something yeah the the only last thing i want to say is if you're interested in um purchasing one of our tokenized raven coin glass coins um we have about i think four of them left for sale and all of the proceeds from um these coins will be donated to the raven coin foundation so i think there's 14 
of these coins left. I can't see anything. Um, oh, there's nothing on the screen. Well, it's the Raven coin glass coin. So okay. if you are interested in buying one, um, let me know. Just hit me up. And yes, that's all. Sounds good. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jake, for being on the podcast. Until next time, stack, sats, and huddle.